Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern in a bottle, baby. You just got to rub me the right way. Codename Legion Cub. This is a family <laughs> show, buddy. It ties into the review. <laughs> it Come absolutely on. does. It totally does, which is I didn't even appreciate. Uh, and I apologize for that. Okay. <laughs> so before we get any further, I just pulled up uh, my notes here. So I've got to put this over. We will be live at Dragon Con in September. We have Audible Interlude live Sunday at 1 p.m. in the Dragon Con American Sci-Fi Classics track room. I strongly recommend that everyone come dressed in your G.I. Joe finest. Eh? 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 Uh, I'm, we're not going to divulge why yet. But the more people we get in G.I. Joe costume for this panel, the more awesome it's going to be. We will have prizes. There will be games. It will be interactive with the audience. It will be a great time. If you saw our Joe Fest panel, that was just a little taste uh, of, of what we have prepared. Dragon Con, we're putting on a show, people. So... 1 p.m. Sunday at Dragon Con in the Classics Track Room. Come and see us live, get some free stuff, and participate in, I'm going to go ahead and say, one of the most fun times you'll have at Dragon Con, particularly if you're a G.I. Joe fan. If you're not a G.I. Joe fan, we'll make you one. It's a very bold prediction, but I am all on board. (laughs) Uh, All right. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. Uh, Check out the Needless Things YouTube channel. They're actually G.I. Joe reviews. Last week, uh, I reviewed Storm Shadow, the Cobra Officer, which is kind of a sleeper favorite of mine now. Uh, Spirit Iron Knife, Crockmaster and Fiona. And then the week before, I reviewed the O-Ring Cobra Officer and Cobra Trooper 2-pack. Lots of Joe reviews went up recently. Uh, Lots more to come because I feel like over the next couple of months, we're going to be getting a lot of Joes in the mail. We're not going to find them in stores because we don't do that, but we'll be getting them in the mail. Uh, On Instagram, if you follow us at Audible Interlude Podcast, name that Joe or Cobra has resumed. I'm still finishing off my acquisitions from Joe Fest there. So follow along, uh, make, make your... Comments, guesses, whatever. Interaction is good. We appreciate it. We are also in the midst still of Cobra Convergence 6. Noel, what has been going on with Cobra Convergence 6 lately? Our episode went up like two weeks ago. It's old news. All sorts of things. Uh, I have not gotten a chance to consume a lot of the content just because I've been very, very busy. But I did watch Hood of Cobra Commander, of course, the godfather of it all. His... uh, latest reviews he did uh reviews on the um uh cobra commander figure he actually did like all the versions of the classified cobra commander figure um he's done a couple of others here lately so uh the check out there's so viper. much the oh yes that's right he did do the techno really viper good. yep yep um and uh of course he's getting lots of extra content from a lot of the viewers and other people that are participating in cobra convergence so uh you get to see his review and then you may get to see 10 or 15 minutes of somebody else's reviews 
Um, and I'm loving that. I'm loving all the interaction on those on those uh, videos. This it's month. like it's like a sampler platter of G.I. Joe content creators. You get to you get a little taste of the 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 Kung Pao uh, uh, comic reviews and then just a little bit of the the Sesame Sunbow. And, and, and it all comes together to create a delightful melange of G.I. Joe entertainment. Put put it on a lazy Susan and let me spin it around and share it with all of my friends. We're going family style. Yes. A USS flag on a lazy Susan. Oh, Converting Cobra Convergence. What a drink. Oh, oh, imagine a USS flag buffet. Yeah. Oh, you would have yeah. the deck would be laid out with all of the, uh, you know, delicious different treats and things. You could have uh, a dip in the the blast panel with the little thing you could put some dip in there uh you you could have all of the celery and carrot sticks and whatnot could be in the control tower and then you're gonna lose the resale value on that flag well i would never resell my flag if i had one so i i will one of these days fellas actually i i I can't share that yet one of these days, we will have a USS flag buffet at, at uh, Casa de Troublemaker, and we will film it and put it on YouTube, and people will be like, this is dumb. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, and believe me, you can't get enough of that reaction. Uh, Noel, you and I agreed that on August the 15th, we would stay up until midnight and go live to count down the end of the His Tank HasLab Christian, what is your status on that one? Do you know yet? Are you going to be a run-in surprise guest? I, well, yes. So knock on wood, I am on the red eye back from LA the night of the 14th. So as long as my flight is not delayed, I will be back in Orlando on the the morning of the 15th. Okay. So I should be able to participate. And I don't know what platform we're going to use yet uh we could use youtube uh we'll probably use youtube okay i mean we don't even have a facebook presence because facebook is the devil (laughs) so yeah probably youtube on the needless things youtube channel uh but we will put all those details out on all the social medias that we do use uh as soon as we make a concrete decision but yes august the 15th from I guess 11 p.m. till probably like 12, 15-ish or so. We will be counting down live. We'll have lots of conversation about his tanks and various other things, whatever comes up. Uh, and we might even have some beverages. Uh, all right, well, it's time to move on to the news. And obviously, there is a ton of news to cover. First thing I want to start off with is the Walmart Collector Con, which you know is always something of a debacle. Did you guys? Did it seem worse this time though? I feel like the last Walmart con, there was a lot of buildup and hoopla and excitement. And this time, like it was the day before and we were still scrambling like, wait, is this really happening? We've seen no confirmations. We've seen no announcements for the figures. And then it was like, well, we we weren't even sure what we weren't even sure what day it was. We, we yeah. didn't know what was going on sale. We didn't know, like even the, cause I follow, uh, I, I follow a lot of different lines. We didn't know for sure that the new WWE superstars were going on sale. We didn't know that the uh, attitude era um, 
series two. Like there's so much stuff that was, that should have been pretty hot items that got hyped up by somebody. I mean, obviously Walmart's not going to do it. Uh, but if you don't tell people like us, we can't hype it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but for the, our, our intents and purposes, uh, retro storm shadow and Zartan both went up for pre-order on July 21st. Uh, but they went up for pre-order on Pulse before they went up for pre-order on Walmart. <laughs> and they just kind of bang popped up in there. I ordered one of each from each seller. And I'm I'm a little torn. What we've talked about these figures a little bit, but you guys refresh me on, on your viewpoints on these two. I'm not champing at the bit bit for either one because mm-hmm. the the storm shadow isn't any I mean isn't different enough from the the regular release one that I have uh, coming any day now. The Zartan um, I may wind up upgrading mine because I, I I like the design better. But again, I don't know. I don't necessarily need it because I already have I already have both those characters. What about you, Christian? How do you feel about these two? Yeah, I think it's great for the people that want the vintage card look, but I didn't see enough of a difference between either figure to feel like, yeah, I need to order these. The the Zartan that I have is perfectly fine. Well, my hope is that because I'll, I, I ordered one of each from Pulse and one of each from Walmart, I'll cancel whichever one isn't getting to me first. Uh, my hope is that the retro storm shadow will include the belt, which my classified storm shadow did not. And it took me a minute. If uh, my, the, my reviews up on the needless things, YouTube channel, and I open it up and I'm like, wait, what is this? Cause I didn't know that that was going to be a separate piece. So I open it up and I pull the tray out and there's this slot and I'm like, what the heck is that? What is he missing? And he has two swords. He's got the arrow. He's got the bow. He's got the, 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 uh, backpack with the arrows in it and it took me to like halfway through the review and i was like oh wait his belt is not here it's just not included at all my my biggest issue with this retro storm shadow uh, i actually like that he's got the forearm wraps and the bare hands i think that looks it's a nice look but i don't like on either of these classified storm shadows the torn sleeves I don't understand that. I don't feel like Storm Shadow would be walking around with like Larry the Cable Guy sleeves. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like either give him the the short sleeves <clears throat> like the original figure, or give him the sleeveless gi that is meant to be sleeveless, not like some guy at a Bucky's ripped the sleeves off of it. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm not a fan of that look at all. And the hood on the classified one has the same effect. And I, I don't get it. I don't know why they they went for that. It, it, to me, it doesn't look good. I don't care for it. But otherwise, the figure the they look phenomenal. And the Zartan, I actually think this retro Zartan might be my favorite because of the green eyes and the blue armor, I just think really pop. Uh, as much as I like the Master of Disguise Zartan, it's one of my top ten classified figures. This one just has a fun, cartoony look to it, which. Granted, Super 7 is, I'm sure, going to make one that'll make this obsolete. But until that happens, uh, I'm interested to get this one in hand and take a look at it. 
I like the fact that they, that they come with the figure stands this time, and I wish that was something that they would incorporate into all of them. I don't disagree with you. Um, I don't like putting my figures on stands because they they take up more space or they don't fit on the stands quite right or one thing or another. But I can put them in a drawer. I don't have to use them. But people who do want stands and people who do need to use stands, like it's how much can a stand, how much can a battle stand possibly cost to produce? Right. Well, I'm just sick of my Cobra commander doing those dives uh, into GI Joe headquarters below. So um, yeah, he's done that two or three times now. I'm trying to think which one of mine. I don't, you know, I've got everybody pretty straightened out now. The the Joes <laughs> tend to stand up better than the Marvel Legends. And I, I've got uh, my ninjas are all in like pretty wacky, like almost Spider-Man type poses. Like, but I've I've got them all just balanced well enough to where they it's been a while since any have fallen over. I have, however, every time I go to put a new one in, I end up knocking like four of them over because that's that's what we do as toy collectors. It's dominoes all the time. Apparently in Georgia, you will build your houses level as opposed to down here in Florida where the <laughs> ground is sand. <laughs> so, so you put a figure on the shelf and it just slowly in a month. Off the yeah. Edge. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Poltergeist? Or my house is sinking. Uh so that was Walmart Collector Con was <clears throat> was well, and here's the thing. It was underwhelming. It was underrepresented. However, everything that was offered appeared to be available for fairly long stretches of time. Because I, like I said, there were a number of different things I was kind of keeping an eye on. The only thing that sold out immediately, and I never saw come back into stock that I wanted, I wanted to get one of the uh, classic Spider-Mans for my son. And that sold out before I could even get to it and never came back in stock. So that that was disappointing. But other than that, I think the Lizard is even still available now. And that figure looks fantastic. Uh, so... To actual San Diego Comic-Con stuff, we're going to start uh, with with the more modest representation of Diamond Select Toys. Uh, I love, I like that lots of different companies have the G.I. Joe license and are putting out different kinds of G.I. Joe product because, you know, Minimates have had a presence in the market for a very long time now. I mean, they, I, I don't even know, they could have been around for 20 years. Yeah, I feel like they started back when I was still working at Sci-Fi World. Yeah, I, I think and they've been around. easily like 1999, 2000. Yeah, because yeah, I remember they got a lot of coverage in like Toy Fair magazine back yes. in, I want to say the late 90s. So yeah, it's been a long time. So th this is a format that's been, that, that has legs that a lot of people collect lots of different things in this format. Not even necessarily like they may not be G.I. Joe fans but they collect mini mates. So it's great to see them in this format. I love the use of the different little pieces of kibble to give the characters uh, specific personalities and details like storm shadows sleeves and his belt uh, Destro's uh, collar and rockets and everything. Like it's, a, it's a very clever format and it's a, an affordable way to collect characters that you love and have them still be articulated. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so they showed the final production mini mates of Cobra Commander, Destro, Baroness, and Storm Shadow. They also had a one half scale bust of Destro that looks phenomenal. That piece is gorgeous. It really is. Uh, but the thing that I want to draw kind of everybody's attention to the what are they gallery diorama okay so i own several of diamond selects they're not all called gallery diorama pieces but they're they're basically statues, but they're made of PVC, so they're affordable. Are these the ones that like GameStop was selling? That's a different company. That's a different but, company. Okay, because like Diamond, this is a huge step up from those. Yeah, because I've got some of those, and yeah, they're de- they're definitely not <laughs> as good as these are. Yeah, these are full on like scenes. The I mean these these yeah. look like nice high-end statues and when you have them on the shelf i've got uh a creature from the black lagoon uh gwenpool cassie hack from hack slash i've got a number of different uh, types of these character statues that they do and on the shelf they look like fancy statues they look like 200 dollars statues but they're 50, 60 bucks because they're made of PVC. They're very durable. They're very sturdy. Uh, and like I said, once you open them up and put them on the shelf, you've got this great piece of art sitting on the shelf. Uh, so I'm I'm a big fan of this stuff from Diamond Select. And it's, it's an affordable way to add some class to your display. And I love that they do the repaints as well because they've got Destro, but they've also got Profit Director Destro. Uh, they've got Snake Eyes and Timber in regular colors and a cartoon variant. Uh, they're, they're just, if you haven't really taken a look at these things, because what a lot of people do is probably see them like at San Diego Comic-Con like this and go, oh, that looks really cool, but I'm not spending $200 on a statue. Right, that looks cool, but it looks expensive. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you go to Big Bad Toy Store, you can see the full listing of all the ones that are available, and they're all like 45, 50, 60 bucks. And yeah. they're beautiful pieces. Yeah, they're on Diamond Select and they're also on like deepdiscount.com for discounted prices as well. Oh, so. I I will say right now. Don't order from Deep Discount. Yes, sir. I have <laughs> placed three orders with them and they have sent me nothing ever. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, I, I see people share links to that all the time and I'm like, don't even bother. <laughs> Never use them. So, uh, yeah, they, well, they pop up everywhere and I don't yeah. know. Well, here, here's what it is, is when it's something that has been out for a very long time and it's in stock, I think you have a chance of getting it, but if it's a brand new item or a pre-order, you're just never going to get it. Uh, let's see. Moving on to my personal favorite current toy company, Super 7. Lots of fun with Super 7 at San Diego Comic-Con. Even though they didn't announce a single new product, uh, which I actually kind of respect because we're waiting on three waves of Ultimates right now. So I like that they didn't say, well, hey, there's more stuff coming. 
instead we just had the San Diego Comic-Con exclusives and a better look at the first wave of Ultimates, which should be arriving in America within the next few weeks. Uh, They had a Cobra Recruiting Center, which was the San Diego Super 7 store converted into a Cobra-themed pop-up store. All kinds of exclusive items, all of which went up for sale this past Monday. Still, a lot of stuff went up on Tuesday. Uh, The Firefly jacket that I was 100% convinced I was going to get. I even set myself a, all right, it's probably going to be $150. I'm going to I'm going to gird my loins for it to be 175 but I want this jacket so bad it's my favorite GI Joe character it's an awesome looking jacket uh and then on Monday there was a an image on the front page but it linked to nothing and then on Tuesday it actually went up for sale for $225 Ladies and gentlemen, Noel Christian, I will never wear a $225 jacket in public. Me neither. So that was a pass for me. Um, we'll, we'll get into what wasn't a pass in a minute. But first, I want to talk about Pixel Dan. Uh, if you go to Pixel Dan's YouTube channel, he's got a great walkthrough of the Cobra Recruiting Center. Uh, he gives us really good video of those ultimates and the other exclusives that were available, uh, plus all the shirts and everything else that were in the sh- in the shop. And, and just real quick, I want to say something. There are a lot of people online who like to just talk the most brutal smack about Pixel Dan. Uh, they'll call him a bootlicker. They'll talk about how he kisses up to these companies so he can get free product. And And let me fill you guys in on something. All of you guys that, that talk so much smack about Pixel Dan, if you were in his spot, you would not be walking up to Brian Flynn and saying, what up, dog? What's up with your toys being trash? Which is clearly what these people want Pixel Dan to do. Uh, he's diplomatic. He points out flaws when he sees them, but he doesn't do it in the over-the-top, ridiculous overly aggro way that so many youtubers that by the way everybody stops sharing these jerks on youtube who are being outraged just so people like you share their videos let's stop giving these people attention whereas people like pixel dan who yes he is an influencer yes he is probably a little uh gentle about his criticisms but guess what if he wasn't he wouldn't get to be pixel dan it's part of the job he brings us information about toys uh so so all of you hard-nosed keyboard warrior guys who talk tough about pixel dan and the way he approaches things uh you're the same guys who talk about vince mcmahon all day long but would gladly mow his lawn for free if you ever met it I was going to say, they would do the exact same thing if 100%. they were given the opportunity. And 100%. I, I don't know. I, it always blows my mind whenever I hear that there are people out there that trash talk him because I, I don't know. I like people that are genuinely excited about the stuff that they collect. And 
me myself, like I think, you know, there's good and there's bad. Like you should be allowed to criticize something, but and if he you're does. hating if you watch on his it that videos. much, why are you collecting it? Just right. move on. Right. And and the, see, that's how I I I love enthusiasm. And all negativity to me comes from jealousy. And these these I don't like the word hater, but they're haters. These haters are coming from a place of jealousy that they they aren't in his spot and they can't love the hobby as much as he loves it because they're just these shriveled up mean little people whose greatest talent is spewing vitriol on the internet. I'll tell you what, all of you out there that hate him, get yourselves to a gym, get pumped up and take him on in the wrestling ring. That's right. <laughs> beat his beat his butt that way because and he is, we're Pixel, probably not going to be able to do it online. Pixel Dan is going to whoop that loser <laughs> Matt Cardona's sorry butt when it comes down to it in the squared circle. That I can't remember when that match is happening, but it is happening. I'm excited. And I bet Pixel Dan goes over. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. That's enough. Look, now I've turned into a Pixel Dan bootlicker, which is probably 10 <laughs> levels below a Brian Flynn bootlicker, but I don't even care because I love that guy. I think he's a lot of fun to watch. Okay. So, he's living his dream. And I mean, he is. And, and that's and that's the other thing. People are jealous of that. Yeah. You know what? And I just want to say something real quick about Brian Flynn. Uh, I actually, he's another one that I do appreciate when he does interviews. Because he is aware of the issues that are going on. And I remember back in the Motu Classics days of everybody complaining, transparency, transparency, transparency. I don't know anyone else in the toy industry that is more transparent than Brian Flynn. And he seems very genuine when he is letting you know how upset he is. Yes. over some of these things that they have no control over. So you may not like what he's saying, but darn it, you guys asked to hear it. And so I, he's and telling I, you. And I think that's uh, that's probably another point where people get a little sore with Brian Flynn is he is very straightforward and there's kind of nothing to like. Uh, you'll you'll see people be like, oh, well, he, you know, he he lied about when this stuff is showing up. Well, no, he didn't. He thought it was going to be here in August, and now it's going to be here in September. And he went on another interview and said, like, he's not going, he's he's not going to have a Brian Flynn's daily address about the status <laughs> of Super 7 toys. And right. I, you know what? If he could, he probably would. But I tell you, seeing these Super 7 Ultimates, even though the only one I ordered was Cobra Commander, seeing these, seeing them in all these San Diego photos. I'm I am so eager for them to hit the stores. That, I now, mean, they they because I'm contemplating beautiful. adding some more. Uh, they they just they're. I like all different kinds of GI Joe. I like O rings. I like classified. I like modern era. I like a lot of Valor versus Venom. But to see the Sunbow characters captured so successfully in the 3D form is just so exciting to me. Uh so real quick, we're going to run down what was available for San Diego Comic-Con. Now, did you guys, you're, you're both uh, much hardier and more resistant than I am 
Was there anything from from Super Seven that you were like, "Ooh, I'd really kind of like to have one of those." I mean, I mentioned um, the uh, the Pyramid of Darkness set last week is something that I would like to have. I don't think I'm willing to spend what it costs, you know, up front. Yeah, but you know, it was it was a nice set. Um, I did see a couple of the uh, a couple just of the, the merch products I put out, some T-shirts and stuff like that that that, that came out um, or first shown at uh, San Diego Comic-Con that I really liked as well. So nothing. Did anybody get the socks? I didn't get the socks because I cannot justify paying $15 for a pair of socks, even though they look super cool. (laughs) But I did get, as I said, I would, I ordered the entire glow patrol set because glow in the dark toys are one of my weaknesses and glow in the dark GI Joe's have been such a rare occurrence in the history of the franchise that I, I just had to get them. I got the ultimate bat, which I'm very excited to get because I didn't realize this. The ultimate bat has a completely different tooling for its heads and for its forearms from the regular bat because the comic book bat was drawn differently. So this figure actually has different tooling from the regular bat. And of all the photos that we saw of it before this weekend and or before San Diego and after San Diego, even after you sent that message, I was like, what? No, he's on crack. <laughs> right. And well, I went what? and pulled the two photos up and was like, oh, my gosh, how it's so obvious when you see them side right. by side. But before that, I was like, I, not at all. And see, that's one of the reasons Super 7 has such a soft spot in my heart is because they could have very easily just recolored the regular bat and called it a comic bat. But they went the extra mile and tooled up new forearms and two new heads to have the comic look. And that's those little details. You know, they don't get every single thing that they try right but they try every single thing as hard as they can. And that's that's why I love this company so much. So I've got an ultimate bat on the way. I ordered the Pyramid of Darkness set because I got to have it. And I'm dying to see the timber that comes. Now, I've seen pictures, but I'm dying to get that timber in hand and compare it to the sled dogs. Uh, big nope on the flyer, uh, Firefly jacket. <laughs> big nope on the $190 Storm Shadow backpack. Like I was ready to go up to a hundred for that thing, even though it's white and it would be ruined the first time I took it to Dragon Con. <laughs> I was like, you know what? It's it looks like a sturdy, tough backpack. It's gonna be eye catching, and it's GI Joe. I'll go up to a hundred for that thing, and then and then price wise, I was like, nope, I'm out. Uh, and then the last thing I get, well, no, okay, I got the uh, Snakeling hat that will be part of my G.I. Joe-themed costume for Dragon Con that I'm not going to reveal now, but it is a character who at one point had basically this exact hat. Uh, and then on Tuesday, the sticker set went up. I bought that, and then I also bought the Misfits shirt that had sold out on Monday in my size, but then came back in stock on Tuesday. 
very cool looking uh from jim and the holograms mm-hmm. uh just awesome like if you see this misfit shirt i literally think anybody our age who sees this shirt is at least going to consider ordering it it's very very cool shirt so that was it that was my big super seven haul i don't know exactly how the shipping is going to work because i noticed after i ordered the bat that it says pre-order estimated delivery mid-august everything else was in stock but then the description of the bat said it's in stock so i don't know i haven't got it's uh tuesday as we're recording this i haven't gotten a shipping notice yet uh so if you know if it comes mid-august whatever that's fine if they ship it all together if they ship it separate i don't i don't care it's it's on the way that's what's important when it comes it comes uh all right so that i think that covers super seven any other thoughts about what they had to offer or uh just their presence at at san diego comic-con as a representative of gi joe Uh, i thought i mean the fact that they just converted the whole their whole store into i mean that just shows how much dedication they have to what they're doing with gi joe and uh, if you had told me uh, you know a year or two ago that one company that's not not well not hasbro because obviously they wouldn't do it but one company would be putting all their resources essentially in the biggest event of the year into gi joe i would have thought you were crazy um also they reached out to the finest for some costume representation so we did had to have some members that were actually there at the recruiting center as well um yeah uh at the request of super seven so that's uh, very cool to see some of our uh like i think i think there were california garrison members that were out there for it yeah um but uh but yeah very very cool stuff that's awesome yeah they uh this is this isn't a new thing for super seven they've had a universal monsters themed store uh they had a skeletor's lair themed store at one point so they do every year dress the store up for whatever they're pushing but the fact that they chose gi joe because as as big gi joe fans we love gi joe we want it to be the biggest thing in the world but the the fact of the matter is it's not so for super seven to choose joe this year to be its big theme was really special and i i appreciate it uh all right well now i think it's time to talk about the home of gi joe hasbro and what they had to offer at San Diego Comic-Con. Are, are you guys ready to talk <laughs> about this stuff? Yes. Uh, there's what, what one or two pieces of news that came out of that? Just a couple. Well, Just here's couple. the thing. Is Emily and Lenny, or I guess m- mostly Emily, had said we won't, re- we won't have any new reveals for San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, most of our stuff is going to be for PulseCon at the end of September. So, you know, we're, we're going to do some stuff at, at, at Comic-Con, but it's going to be kind of low-key. For her to have said that, you guys, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think what she actually meant um, was the technical support in the room was going to be low-key. Yeah, that everything right that. they were bringing was going to be spectacular. Well, as we all know, tech ops can be heroes or tech ops can be heels. And uh, it seems in the case of the G.I. Joe panel, they were heels. I, I didn't I tried to watch the panel and I could not find a recording of it that had de- audio that was worth listening to over just reading people's notes from it. Did you guys find a decent? I listened to three different YouTubers videos in the panel and it's not 
Like if it was just one of them, I would say, oh yeah, it was that YouTuber's equipment. No, it was. The I room. just think the audio in the room yeah. was really bad, and the the layout in the room was not the best for what they were it, trying to do. It almost seemed like they might have been in like. <clears throat> if, uh, th- this is going to hit a very small segment of our listeners, and I apologize for that, but it's my personal experience, so I have to bring it up. Uh, the Dragon Con American Sci-Fi Classics track room years ago used to be in this weird L-shaped room where sound didn't carry very well not everybody could see it was just bad and it this what trying to watch this panel it felt like there was a similar setup where it was kind of just awkward yeah i i wanted to jump through that video so bad and be like wait wait let me redo your room real quick uh, yes we'll yes. start over because oh poor uh, Poor Joe team. So we'll we'll get to the things they talked about on the panel. First, I want to mention uh, Hasbro put out a release about, and I'm not going to read the whole release here because everybody's probably seen it by now, but the gist of it is retro three and three quarter inch lines, and they did specify three and three quarter inch. Retro lines going forward will still have their blister cards because and this is a point that i brought up i think in our joe fest panel actually and was shot down that the packaging is part of the collectible so it's reasonable for hasbro to say we're retaining these blister cards because it's part of the package it's part of the toy it's part of the product as opposed to classified series where it's just this is the box that it comes in before you open it up. Uh, and that is the route that Hasbro is taking for Star Wars Vintage Collection, Star Wars Retro. Uh, and it looks like the going forward, the G.I. Joe O-Ring, uh, which it's a little confusing. Hasbro has always been really bad about separating their lines. Like for a long time, Black Series meant 3.75 and 6-inch vintage or uh, a retro rather could mean the little Marvel figures or the big Marvel legends on card backs. It can also apparently mean the Walmart exclusive retro Joe's or the O-rings. Like they're not really good at separating their scales and styles out. But this statement to me read to specifically mean the three and three quarter inch O-rings. Well, I only hope that if they think that highly about the plastic uh, bubbles being part of the packaging and being part of the collector's experience, that they will start putting uh, better quality card backs uh, on those three and three quarter inch figures. Because as we saw the ones that were shown um, at Comic-Con, it looks like those are actually of a higher quality than the ones that we've been getting. Well, those... And and you you can't tell from pictures, no. But but you can tell how straight the thing looks, <laughs> right? They appeared to be possibly as thick as Super Seven's card backs, which yeah. to me should be the industry standard for Star Wars retro vintage collection for everything. Those Super Seven card backs, let me let me tell you how durable those are. Target shipped them to me, and they were minty. That's mm-hmm. how durable Super 7's card backs are. That's good stuff. So hopefully 
uh, the Sky Striker Hazlab figures are on cardbacks that durable. The other interesting thing about the card about those cardbacks, did you notice they have the white border? Yes, which is another thing that I've had issues with because going back to the Walmart retro line and the ones that we've been getting in the right. uh, O-ring line, the the packaging looks like an afterthought. And I know there's some things that we're not going to get because they're going to do the multi-language cards and things like that. So we're not going to get everything looking just like it did before when we were kids for at least for the mass release stuff but for just the like looking like hey hey, this is a piece that i can put on display or i can open it and and you know play with it yeah i i had tried throughout the the first wave of walmart retro stuff and now the o-rings i had really tried to convince myself that I didn't care about the white border. It wasn't a big deal because it's still a GI Joe card back, but seeing these on display, I was like, Oh yeah, that white border is it's necessary. It's very important. Everybody that said it was important was right. I was wrong. We need the white border or, or the, uh, one of the, one of the fun things about the 25th is they did a white border or they did like a chrome silver border. Yes. Right? Like they, they would change it up a little bit, but wh- whatever it is, that border is important to, to the look of that card back. So I, I, uh, as much as I tried to say, no, it's fine, whatever. I was wrong. I we all know like- I can be wrong about packaging. Cause I, I don't keep patch- packaging. I do want to add for all of our, more climate aware and conscious listeners out there. Uh, the statement did say that the plastic that they're going to be using for the bubbles is a plant based yes. plastic. And I know from going to um, uh, up in St. Augustine, there is a brewery tour that you can do. And the, the drinkware that they use is, was actually made out of plant based plastic and so they were explaining that it 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 does break down much better for the environment than regular plastic so it's it's a step in the right direction even though it's not perfect it's it's a good uh i think compromise and your toy might not look as good in 40 years as it would with the regular plastic but I mean, how long are you holding on? Our lives are only so long. How Hasbro long is going to, to make live? sure that you open <laughs> that figure at some point, whether right. by, by degradation or by will. Well, and I've seen uh, the plant-based plastic drinkware, like dispo- you know, disposable, basically the equivalent of a solo cup, but a clear mm-hmm. plastic. And it, it gets as crystal clear. Which, that was my concern is that the clarity couldn't be the same as traditional plastic. It can be just as crystal clear as, as the tip, the uh, single use plastic that they've got on card bags now. So yeah, I mean, that stuff has improved a hundred, like, I mean, a hundredfold yes. just in the last 10 years or so, because I, I remember using some of the plant-based plastic forks and spoons and they were, they were really had a really weird feeling to them. Yeah. 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 But the ones that you have now, feel no different than just no, your you regular plastic if, fork. If, if you just put them out unannounced, nobody would even know. Yeah. Nope. And they don't take four to 500 years to break down. Right. Um, so they had the Sky Striker on display, painted Sky Striker. Looks gorgeous. 
we've already talked about the figures that were in front of it. The 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 only thing about the figures, the art on the cards, they're just kind of standing there, like they're in these static poses. It was it was a little Except weird. Except for Ripcord, yeah, I was gonna say Ripcord. Yeah, well, is... Ripcord, yeah, Ripcord looks like Ripcord should. Everybody else is kind of just like chilling out, Breakfast Club movie poster style. <laughs> it's a little weird. I wish I could remember the artist's name, um, but during that weekend when I was constantly scrolling through all the different socials, uh, looking for updated Joe news, the the person who did the artwork on Rip. Cord's card actually posted on their Twitter and was like, oh my gosh, my first piece of G.I. Joe artwork. Like he was so genuinely excited because he is G.I. Joe fan. And I loved that for him. So congratulations, dude. I'm so sorry I forgot your name. <laughs> it's not uh oh gosh, I'm trying. It's not Jason Edmiston, who's done a ton of stuff for NECA and I think some stuff for Super Seven. <sighs> I I should have saved it. Yeah, and and you know what? We're there was just so much news coming. Well, there's out, so much information; it's hard to get notes on every everything, yeah. especially when because I, I do a lot of my note taking and observation at work. So I'll like see something, and I'll be like, "Oh, I, okay, real quick, I'll make a note about this, and I'll come back and look at it later." And then there is no later because work. Uh, so Sky Striker looks incredible. I can't wait to get it. Uh, let's talk about the his tank, the painted his tank that they had on site. Man, you guys, this thing is a beaut. Yeah, I, I may have, I may have been convinced in the last week if I weren't before. <laughs> <sighs> it's there's just so much, so much good with it. It, well, it's it is a significant piece of GI Joe history. Like beyond just being, wow, what an awesome looking toy! It's such a landmark thing in the history of GI Joe. Not just for the fact that it's the first classified uh, Haslab, but for the fact that it blew away the numbers of every other Haslab. Yeah, that's something to be proud of, and it's something that I I I would even if I wasn't initially going to back this which i did immediately i would have to have that piece of gi joe history because it's it's a physical historic piece of gi joe that we're going to be able to have on our shelves uh the lines and angles on this thing were so clean and so sharp like i i had to come home and look at my his tanks that i have and they don't look quite as sharp as this thing does uh, I love the grading on the 788. Did you guys notice that? The like uh -huh. sort of the lines, mm -hmm. the way they went down and that that will be a tampo and not a sticker. And again, I get it that people would love to be able to change up those numbers, but I don't want any stickers on this thing. I just don't. Yeah. When I, it's uh you know, same thing when I buy like higher end Lego sets I don't want to put stickers on them. I want everything to be tampoed. The only time I won't do that is if, I, if it's one of the smaller sets and I'm not investing a lot of money. When I'm investing this kind of money in something, I want those I want those uh, markings to be permanent. I don't want yes. to have to worry about lining them up. Yeah. Well, and stickers, they look fine on retail toys. They do not look good on 
collect if I'd had if I had had to put a bunch of stickers on the sail barge, I would have been so disappointed. Uh, I liked, and, and this is something that I didn't realize until we were looking at this model, that so many of the parts were gunmetal rather than black. And I think it really makes certain things about the hiss pop. The cannons, the guns, uh, when you fold the back ramp down, that uh, the steel on the back of that is like a gunmetal color. And then the tread covers, also not, well, the the new tread covers right right not the retro ones right the retro ones are black but the new tread covers are that gunmetal color i think it the black and the gunmetal and the red really make this stand out so sharply and it made me realize that the retro parts really do make it look like a different vehicle which is where my temptation to order a second one really comes in because, you know, you, you can have one that looks really modern that has all the gunmetal stuff and all the add-ons and then have one that's stripped down, mostly black. You're still going to have the, uh, the cannons, but I, I, I feel like you're going to get two very different looking his tanks utilizing the different parts that are available. Yeah, buying two buying two is also tempting for for that reason and also just flipping all the figures in the second one and making your money back probably for both of them by that point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's been a lot of talk. Lenny made a comment in the initial video about this, about blast effects. What I heard was that the Hiss armaments would be compatible with future blast effects. Somebody somewhere made up that Lenny said the Hiss would include blast effects. He never said that. That's never been said in any of the materials, but as happens with online information, that got picked up. Somebody you know, what happens is somebody says something and rather than saying, I think Lenny said blast effects, they say Lenny said blast effects and somebody else reads that and assumes that this person knows what they're talking about. And then they repeat it. And then people that see that repeat it. And it's this thing that is based on a falsehood or, or not a falsehood, uh, a piece of misinformation. But because it's the internet, it gets repeated and repeated and repeated, and people start just taking it as fact. Lenny never said that this hiss was coming with blast effects. Never said it. And it's not. That's just something I wanted to clear up. <laughs> Any more thoughts about the hiss has lab? The driver looks fantastic, too. Just want to point that out. The driver looks great. Uh, and it's actually pretty impressive to me because in 1984, the Hiss Tank driver was a, a fairly unique looking character. And even through the years, it stands out as being a, a different G.I. Joe figure. And there was the potential for it to look fairly goofy in classified form. And it doesn't. It looks awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they kept all of the most iconic details. 
my favorite, of course, being the Gene Simmons boots. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but the uh, you know keeping that big blue chess piece. They 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 went a little a little crazy with the size of the the cobra symbol on his chest. Um, but uh, but I love the uh, he's got what looks like a like a NES advantage on his arm as well. Yeah, whatever that gizmo is is great. <laughs> But yeah, it's just like, it's like, all right, this is like his targeting system that he can use remotely or whatever. You yeah. Pretend what it is, but it's such a cool looking detail. Well, yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't it just be literally a remote control for the his tank? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. All right. Destro, so, Destro is always thinking ahead. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so his tank looks great. And like I said, August the 15th, starting at 11 p.m., we will be following the end of the HasLab. We'll be watching the final hour of the campaign uh, and just having fun and talking about G.I. Joe, Cobra, and whatever else. So this was fun. Speaking of, of uh, online herd mentality, everybody was freaking out about Dr. Mindbender <laughs> because, and this is partially Hasbro's fault, Hasbro had said, there will be no physical exclusives at San Diego Comic-Con. Some people thought this meant there would be no exclusives, but Hasbro never said that. They said they wouldn't be there at the show. So there were Comic-Con exclusives, and how they handled it is they handed uh, QR codes out at the booth that you scan them, and they take you to a product page where you can buy the product. So Dr. Mindbender on... Thursday, right? Wasn't that the first day he went up? It was early. Yeah, it was either Wednesday or Thursday. But yeah, I think it was Thursday. I think it was Thursday. Uh, and of course, the internet being what it is, people shared that link. And lots of people were able to buy a Dr. Mindbender on Hasbro Pulse that was supposed to be only available if you use the QR code, but Hasbro didn't realize oh, well, all anybody has to do is share that link and, and people can go buy it. So I bought my Mindbender and my my uh, War of the Bounty Hunters Boba Fett on Thursday. Both sold out very quickly and people went insane. <laughs> Even though Emily had said quantities of these items will be available after San Diego Comic-Con on Hasbro Pulse. And do you know why you should believe her? Because that's the way it's been for years. Yeah. Every year for at least since Hasbro Pulse has existed, they sell convention exclusives at the show, and then they sell convention exclusives on Hasbro Pulse. That's how it's always been since Hasbro Pulse has existed. But I just wish that they would, like they say after the show, but because, well, I shouldn't say because, at least the online chatter that I've seen, the way things went down with that QR code, because they would restock it, right? So it sold out. On that right. first day, and then they, there was more stock the next day. They more put up the three thousand. They put up three thousand on Wednesday. They put up four thousand on, or I'm sorry, three thousand on Thursday, four thousand on Friday, eight. I think eight thousand on Saturday. Wow. Uh, wow. 
So I think yeah. people are still checking that that link. Like it's now the convention is over. They should be going up and there's crickets. And I get that well, because even last year there was there a was a wait date before they right. right. And right. right now there isn't that. And it's and it's so Hasbro can get their stuff together, figure out right. their quantities, get their people back in place. Because look, Hasbro is a massive corporation with tons of employees, but only a few of those employees actually handle San Diego Comic-Con and the inventory and, and all that kind of stuff. Like they're only that I guarantee you there are less people on this than there should be mm -hmm. because as somebody who works for a massive corporation there is no part of any any section of the company that i work for that isn't understaffed because corporations are cheap they don't want to spend as much money as they should on anything that they do and as much as we love a lot of the products that hasbro puts out they're a big corporation that doesn't want to spend money so I'm just going to throw a number out. There should be 12, a 12 person department dedicated to Comic-Con or wherever Hasbro goes to show off their product, Toy Fair or whatever. That department is probably six people. Mm -hmm. It should be 12. It's probably six. So those poor six people have to, handle everything at San Diego Comic-Con and then give them give them a week give them a week to get that to get it set up to sell everything on pulse hey like I, so I am one of the people that missed out every time oh I, no I really would, yes every time I would finally go on and check they would be sold out so honestly though my attitude the whole time has been I'm happy for everybody who got one because quantities are limited to one per person. So when they finally go up on the website, all you people already have it. Right. I'm not right. going to have to stress. And yeah. it Emily stated they made three times yeah. as many of these as they made Master of Disguise Zartan. And, and he to was the on best the of my knowledge, everybody that wants a Master of Disguise Zartan has one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and look, we're, we're, I understand the naysayers are out there. We're licking boots, but <laughs> I'm just laying down the corporate facts as I see them. Uh, and, and look, it worked. The reason Hasbro did those QR codes, the reason they did those limited quantity drops was to get attention, to get buzz, to get people talking about GI Joe. And guess what? What are we doing right now? What have people been doing since Thursday? Talking about G.I. Joe, hyped up about Dr. Mindbender. And let's face it, there's a large percentage of G.I. Joe fans that would claim they don't even like Dr. Mindbender. For sure. The other piece of this that, like, I am one who misunderstood what Emily said initially about there not being exclusive at San Diego. Oh, really? So you thought yes. there were just no exclusions? Correct. So when oh. they so when they did show that that was the mind bitter they were putting up there, I was like, oh, man, there goes my chance to get it. Now, that was before Emily had done her interview and said that there were, you know, three times as many yada, yada, yada. 
the devilish part of me learning that it was a QR code and there were no physical Dr. Mindbenders there. I loved it because everyone who got a Mindbender, yes, you're going to get it. You're all going to get it at the same time. So there's no toy weasels yes. or scalpers yes. who bought up Mindbenders that other people might have wanted so that they could turn around right in that moment and, and mark it up. And so and that has been a, keep doing this way. Yes, that has been a thing too. Even with Hasbro, where there have been cases of people buying dozens yep. of the exclusive item at the show and just going and flipping them. Yeah, yep. when I was at uh, Comic Con, there was the um, the R two D two repaint that was done pink for breast cancer awareness. Yes, R two K T. Yes, and. I was going to booths and they were and they were selling them for like seventy five, a hundred dollars. Yeah. And I was like, "You're right there at the yeah, show, right there in front of yeah." In front, and it's like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, so I'm I, I love this way of doing it, and I hope more companies take notice. I think I think the model going forward have some swag, have buttons, pins, koozies, whatever to hand out, but these QR codes to get the products. It's the way to go. Mm-hmm. And 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 this, even though, yes, the link got leaked, but it was still one per customer. Yep. And yeah, sure, maybe people make multiple accounts, but it, you have to put so much more effort to get multiples of these this way than you would have before. So as far as I'm concerned, this works. Let's move on to the next thing people freaked out about. Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter, uh, we had previously known was going to go up for pre-order during San Diego Comic Con. Uh, it was made clear he was not an exclusive; he was a fan channel item uh, that just would premiere during San Diego Comic Con. He went up Friday at five p.m. unannounced. And everybody lost their minds. (laughs) You guys, I was driving home from work. And I just saw it because I I always use Waze because I find it fun to tag cops in Waze. (laughs) Uh, So I had my phone up on the dashboard and a little message popped up from you guys. Hey, Slaughter is up. And I was like, oh, I hope I hit a red light soon. I I probably shouldn't admit this, but I hit a red light, (laughs) took my phone off the dash. And because, look, here's a pro tip, you guys. Not a lot of people seem to know this. If you're a Hasbro Pulse Premium member, have the Hasbro Pulse app, have the notifications turned on. That's how I've gotten everything that I've gotten. Because the emails may take 15 minutes to go out. But the notifications from the Hasbro Pulse app, I typically get a minute after it goes on sale. So when I saw the message from you guys popped up, I looked up and I was like, oh, there's a notification from Hasbro Pulse. Swipe down, clicked on the notification, and it was for Sergeant Slaughter. One, two, three button presses, and I ordered my Sergeant Slaughter. Actually, I ordered two, I ordered two from Pulse. I ordered one from Big Bad to see who gets it to me first because I want to have one to open up 
and review on the Needless Things YouTube channel. And I want to keep one mint in box to hopefully have signed by Sergeant Slaughter at some point. Uh, but yeah, ev- listeners, everybody, have the Hasbro Pulse app. Have your notifications turned on. Don't wait for the email. My gosh. It's yeah, I got lucky hour. just refreshing social media while I was at work, which I should never do. Um, None of us do that. No, Nobody no, never. does anything but but job-related things at work. Correct. But yeah, so I saw somebody say, hey, I just scored a slaughter. And I went ahead and sure enough, pulled up Pulse. It was available, got mine, and then immediately went on and and, uh, sent you guys the message saying, just got my slaughter. So, Yeah, I saw your text message. And by the time I got the Pulse, they were already sold out. But I got mine on Big Bad, so... This is going to be the first, because growing up, my younger brother was the one who had the Sergeant Slaughter figure. So this will be the first Sergeant Slaughter I have ever owned. I am shocked that you... I know. Not even even a big classified collector. not doing it, but then it was like, you know what? (laughs) Listen, you're not even a big classified collector, and yet you, you caved in on a slaughter. Yeah. Well, it comes with the minifigure. Like it's it's a uh, again. I'm gonna have fun doing photo shoots just to show, remind Dave of how wonderful I think Sergeant Slaughter is. You son of a gun! <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> no, this is and and again, this is a fan channel exclusive. Big Bad Toy Store, Entertainment Earth. Uh, it's it's basically widely available. It's just. It's as as things do with Pulse because they don't get the same quantities as these other retailers. You know, it's sold out, but it was available on Big Bad for like it might still be available. So anyway, anybody who wants a slaughter can get one. Uh, all right. So for the panel itself, as I said, I could not find a quality recording of the panel that was worth listening to, so I just had to compile notes together. But they opened with a couple of name drops, and both were like top of my anticipation anticipation list. Uh, low light, very cool, and and out of all the Joes, I think low light has the potential to be a particularly remarkable classified release. But you guys, the trouble bubble <laughs> with the televiper. I have to, I, I love that. I am just trying to figure out at what point did the trouble bubble become synonymous with the televiper? Because well, even was, in the 25th, he was sh- they were shipped together. Right, right. And it seems like all the media I see, the televiper, which for me was never an out in the battlefield figure. Well, and what was funny? Person. What was funny about it is the slide for the announcement had Firefly in the Trouble Bubble. Yeah. 
but but you're right. I think the 25th anniversary, for some reason, that's when the Televiper got connected. Is that to when it was? Okay. Bubble. Yeah, and I wasn't a big 25th collector, so it, it doesn't really, like, I don't associate the two. Like, I don't know who I necessarily associate the most with the Trouble Bubble, but yeah, it's not a Televiper because... I, you know who the, I associate with Trouble Bubble? Snake Eyes, because in the oh, opening yeah. to the movie, he <laughs> jumps on, kicks the guy out, and flips into the Trouble Bubble. Like, that's more than anybody, but uh, the Televiper, I think they did two different. Re- Hang on, I've got them hanging up here. No, that's that's the. Uh, I think this one is actually. No, he's got crazy red and gray camo pants. I don't even know what that figure is. But yeah, the, I've got the 25th uh, Trouble Bubble with the Televiper, and then they did a repaint that's actually really cool. It's a black trouble bubble with a red bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it comes with a, it's like a Cobra troop, but he's got red and gray camo pants. It's a really weird figure. I, don't, um, I remember that bubble, but I don't remember that figure. I'll have to look it up. It was, I think it was Retaliation. I think it was part of that. It was one of those like Kohl's exclusives, maybe. Okay. I, I don't know. Something like Cause that. Because you'll see those Trouble Bubbles pop up on, on eBay frequently. I will buy Trouble Bubbles in any color combination. You know what I want? I want a Trouble Bubble that looks like the Invader. I was I was thinking that was exactly where you're going to go with that. <laughs> you know <laughs> with, me well, sir. With that I, green, uh, with the yes, green with bubble. The green, clear plastic bubble. I want it in black with the uh, the jetpack part on the back in like that bronze color, bronze highlights, green bubble. Make it happen, Hasbro. Put it in the O-ring line, though. I don't need it in classified. I want it in the <laughs> O-ring line. Why not both? I want a, a box set of a dozen trouble bubbles in different <laughs> colors. <laughs> you do not even have to include televipers to match them. Uh, all right. So that was very exciting. And then we got to see, and, and to me, like they had said no reveals. And I get that what they meant was, and granted, they did two reveals, low light in the trouble bubble with the televiper. But when they said no reveals, I was like, okay, well, we'll probably see physical versions of some things that we've seen renders of. I don't know, whatever. But to me, these renders that they showed us were almost as good as reveals because mm-hmm. they were renders based on the name drops that they had done earlier. So to see the looks they were actually going with for these characters was was as exciting as a full reveal to me. So, Christian, do you want to tell us about this rock and roll? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, okay, so... I. I have to start out by saying my fear was that they really were going to do the Gen 2 rock and roll. Right. And I wasn't, so, look, I wasn't going to be mad about it, but no, it's not what, but I wanted. not what I wanted. Yes. Yes. And, and so when this came up on the screen, yep, it, it was a squeal. Um, so he's totally based off of, you know, his original look with the green fatigues. It does look like they gave him, um, well, I guess with sculpting being what it is, he has like rolled up sleeves. Um, yeah, he's got rolled up short sleeves. Which the original did too. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I just, I, just with the way that in the originals, the way the, the sculpting was, I always just associated it with a short sleeve, not rolled up sleeves. Again, not a bad thing though. Um, so he comes with his, you know, the bandolier looks like it's a separate piece. The, the helmet is probably one of the most military real military looking helmets well it's yeah, the same one they used for breaker in the line yeah it's the same one they used for breaker that i think that just minus the communication pieces yeah i think they're probably yeah. going to use that if they if they continue to do the 1982 83 original 13 joes they'll probably keep that helmet as a standard because it's and, it's a more military the modular where you know you can mount the you know the, the equipment onto it yeah and like, but i don't it, the the chin strap, like, just, again, perfection. And his face sculpt is honestly better than what I thought we would get. It, it honestly, the figure blows me away. I'm looking. I don't know that it is the same helmet. Is it not? It has, so it has ear protection, but... Hang on, I'm I'm pulling up the renders now because I I just thought it was the same basic helmet and they're going to just modify it for the, the I MO. don't believe I, I didn't think so, but then again, I don't have my my breakers in my photography room. No, that's that is a uh, well, no, you might be right. You might be right. <laughs> It's, we, it's, I mean, and we're also still just looking at a render, so we don't yeah. know exactly what it's going to look like when it comes out. Um, it's, I mean, it doesn't, obviously it doesn't have the visor part. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a different helmet, but I, no, I think that's different. I think huh? that's just ear protection. I think it's a different sculpt than what Breaker has, because that is you know, Breaker's got the mic. That's a chin strap on Rock and mm -hmm. Rolls. That's not a mic. Um, well, so I think it could be the the same, like the green part of the helmet could be the same mold, and they are just attaching a separate black piece. Well, yeah, on. but what's what's on Breaker's? This is all tooled as one piece. Is it? And Rock and Rolls. I don't remember where I saw it. There's a there's a better close-up of it it doesn't have this back part that breakers had yeah i think this is a completely different helmet okay it's it's similar it's the same army you know what i mean right like well and that's and that's really all i mean that's we kind that's of what we want, want. yeah that's what give we us, want give us the the 82 joes with this as the the base right right you know and and I am just going to be the absolute most happiest classified collector there is. And I'm also glad he's got the, you know, the short sleeves rolled up rather than just using breaker again and having yeah. the, the forearm right. sleeves. Like they actually made that difference. Looking I at didn't his... notice before, but, but looking at him now, um, what I thought was just like a uh, sweat armband on his left wrist there is actually more bullets yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be taking that off and putting that in a drawer <laughs> i'm not a big <laughs> no, fan I of that dig it. he is 
he is ready. <laughs> yeah, and I, I and on his his belt, uh, it looks like, and and who knows if it's going to be detachable or not. But it looks like he comes with a walkie-talkie. Well, I'm interested to see this belt because if you look at the separate belt piece over to the left, he's got the walkie-talkie on the right side. Right. But if you look at it on the figure, it looks like he's got an ammo box on the left side. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm I'm wondering if that is that a separate piece or just a a you know an old render that got left on there. I'm yeah, I'm definitely curious to see this figure in more detail, but. Portrait looks phenomenal. I love how his hair and his beard are like a, a little too long for regulation. Like they're well, obviously the beard. I mean, his is name is Rock and, Rock and Roll. Come on, right? <laughs> but they're not. They didn't go for like long hair, but it is like longer. He stands mm-hmm. out amongst the classified figures, and I, I think they've just really given him a great look. He's almost got a. Uh, Oh shoot! Watch his uh, Peter Fonda kind of look to him, hmm. like from Escape from L.A. Mm-hmm. I can't uh, wait to see him painted up. Yes, and that's I want to see color on this guy badly. I hope he has like a tan because he's supposed mm. to be a surfer, right? So I right. Hope compared to the other Joes, he's got <clears throat> a tan, and I think they'll I think they'll do that because I think they're that aware of of these things yeah when you look at at what they did with like dusty then right right I can he's got the sunburned mm-hmm. like wind chapped uh face all right let me get through torpedo is up next now christian you had a note about torpedo yeah so um Paul Harding, who we mentioned on an earlier uh, episode, who came on board to the Classified Series as a sculptor, um, he sculpted Torpedo. So when that reveal happened, he went onto his Twitter, his Twitter. Twitter. He went on on to his Twitter. He went on the Twitter. He went on to his Twitter and uh, said that, you know, he was excited his torpedo was finally revealed and that the face sculpt is actually based on a real life historic person. He did not say who. And, and probably never will. And I have seen some people comment. Um, I am not very, I'm not overly familiar with a lot of indigenous Hawaiian history. Um, but all the guesses are coming from there. And, and, um, so there, there's a couple people that they posted though, that when I I look at that render, I'm like, oh man, again, once we see this in color, yeah, it's probably going to become more apparent, but I actually, there is a, a, a part of me that, that does love because that's something they did in Hasbro. Granted, they were usually sculpted after people who worked at Hasbro, but I love that that element is being brought back into the line. Well, that, well, and they also back in the eighties were not photorealistic likenesses. <laughs> True. <laughs> Wait, you mean Larry Hama doesn't really look like that? <laughs> uh, so, yes, this portrait, whoever it's based on, looks phenomenal, and I love the mm-hmm. fact that we have a portrait. It's not because Noel, you had said when we were talking about 
this announcement earlier that you wanted to see a face. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. I mean, we, I think we had discussed the possibility of doing like uh, you know, a removable head, but I think the way they did this is just fine because he's going to be wearing his wetsuit. So you just cover up the face when you put on the mask. And I'm sure that mask is going to have clear lenses. Uh, and if you notice his feet are sculpted, there's a lot of detail on those feet to make them look like shoes. So when you remove the swim fins, he is ready for land action. I think that was a nice touch rather than just making it look like the feet of a wetsuit. Like it does look like there's actually some detail there. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's ready to drop his gear and, and, and defend Fort Knox if necessary. <laughs> And this is cheesy. I, I'm sure most people will be like, that's what excites you. But the 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 coil of rope on his torpedo gun. Yeah. That yeah. that little extra detail of realism that doesn't have to be there for you to know that that's a torpedo gun. But the fact that it's there just, ah, this is such a great line. I think spear, I think spear gun is the the term you're looking for no well, it's, it's torpedoes no, carry it's it. a torpedo tor- gun a tor- no a torpedo gun is what we'll get when they release like a 90s version of this character <laughs> with a gigantic like shoulder mounted spring loaded rocket launcher that will be a torpedo gun uh and it's worth worth noting that this spear gun attaches to his thigh yep yep uh he also comes with a knife um he's got his backpack the and and again for use on land that submachine gun with the removable magazine and then he's got the little wrist spear gun deal as well that's on the original figure so like i get people who really want classified to be modernized things and be different from the original figures. But I, I don't see how you could look at this figure and not be satisfied because it's completely true to the original torpedo figure, but it is also a totally modern toy. And I think they nailed it. Uh, and I, and we still don't know what the color scheme is going to look like if they're going to do the, the two-tone with the black and the gray on the chest. I, I got to think so. I would I think so. so as well. Because you can see those seams mm-hmm. on it, like the original figure. I will say that he does have a lot of accessories, some of which I think could have just been built onto the figure, like the chest piece, the the harness. Like That's a piece that I don't necessarily think needs to come off. But when they reuse some of these parts to make wetsuit and give him a different harness... Like, that's the whole point of that stuff. Yeah, I suppose. That's, I mean, that's why you were able to get barbecue out of Destro parts. It's because of those extra pieces like that. So I'm I'm fine with that. And I actually think that's ingenious engineering. And it's not as bad on these figures as it was on, like, say, the 25th figures where they just looked so bulky and out of place. Well, and it yeah. was just floppy and, like, yeah. never fit quite right. I, I, as much as I love my 25th and, and whatever figures, th- they're a little unwieldy with some of the web gear and stuff. 
Uh, all right. Moving on to one of my personal favorites, one that I was super excited for, Copperhead, which we do not yet know if it's going to be a traditional Copperhead or if it might be Python Patrol Copperhead first, um, which would be fine with me. I have no problem with that. He's got cool holsters, two two different pistols, uh, a, this one really detailed holster that's like reptile skin with shells wrapped around it uh and this wild machete and again this is copperhead it's immediately recognizable as that character but they have updated and given him extras to make him you know he doesn't come with a water moccasin as far as we know (laughs) but still a worthwhile entry into classified and that helmet looks fantastic Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that and that mean mug underneath it. So you guys, I'm guessing, are not as excited by Copperhead as I am. Oh no, he's one of my favorite Cobras. Oh I'll, yeah, I'm I'm definitely getting a Copperhead. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I you know me personally, if we get a Python Patrol, I'll get that. If we get the regular version, I'll get that. Both, I'll skip I'll get Python both of them. if it comes out, but I'll, I'll get... skip Python. I've skipped all the Pythons. I just knowing it's... it might be like a year before we get a regular one. I don't need the I don't need the Python. I if am... I were if 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 the Pythons were something that were like near and dear to my heart, you know, it was a little after my collecting time as a kid. Oh, me and... too. But I just I just need more GI Joe toys. I get it. I get it. I respect but yourself. I can, I can hold off. It's same thing with like I will. I, I'm holding off for the regular release of Outback and Rakondo and Bazooka because oh, I don't. But that need... Tiger Force Outback looks so good. It really does. But again, I, I don't different. Need, I don't need two Outbacks. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't need two Copperheads. I'm going to display one. I'll get the one that is the the version that I want the most. Get the get the Tiger Force out back and call him like Serengeti or something. <laughs> he's a different he's a different guy. He's out he's out dad. <laughs> he's out front. Out front. Uh all right, let's see. What else we got here? Oh, okay. So we got a oh, where is he? He's, oh, uh, he's he's out of order in my my notes. Hang on, uh, Christian. We have to. Well, Christian, you you've gotten to talk about two as much as I know. This is your guy, Noel. You got to tell us about shipwreck. I mean, I I feel weird not deferring to Christian for the shipwreck. No, no, I want to hear you guys' opinion first. Um, well, it's it's about darn time. It's been like two and a half years since they start. They announced this line, and that since GI Joe really started making a comeback, and we have yet to get anything official from Hasbro for Shipwreck until now. Um, so, uh, no, I'm I, from what we can tell from this render, uh, he is a very faithful update of the original. Um, he's got he's got uh, the 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 little like pirate gun. Um, they've they've updated his hooks a little bit. They don't have those weird giant like maple leaf looking things that he had that I never understood. So let me tell you my issue with this. So well, yes, he has the flint lock, flint lock, which is great. The grappling hook or the board, the boarding hooks. I think the original ones were called. Mm-hmm. This one I have a problem with because the way that it stores on the figure, 
That's Looks going painful. to stab him in the leg. <laughs> the old things, the weird maple leaf things, like could hang there believably, but this is going to puncture somebody. <laughs> But it looks cool. Yeah. Um, of course, he comes with Polly, and that's a good thing. Although it doesn't look like Polly is uh, quite as majestic as, say, Freedom is on the spirit. It looks like he's just uh, got his wings down. We don't know if he's going to be articulated or anything. It's obviously just a render. Um, but uh, definitely looking forward to having a Polly. Um, I, I would guess there's at least a neck joint. Yeah. I don't think it's just going to be a slug. I, I think there will be at least a neck joint. You don't I, think that he's just going to spend all of his time whispering sweet nothings into <laughs> Shipwreck's ear? <laughs> but I don't know what's going on with this Dixie Cup hat. It doesn't look right. Really? Yeah. It from from what I'm looking at, it's like it. Oh, it does look a little bit like um, it looks like, like it Chinese... has like a brim or like a. Like a chef's hat or something. Well, I don't way, know. The way it sits on his head, he looks like one of those Chinese hopping ghosts. <laughs> it it looks a little like not the the whole hat, but like the the outer rim. The part. brim looks the, too high, looks, right? Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't right, look. I'm chalking that up enough. to just being a bad render. Well, and I'm because like the I like the idea of shipwreck just having the little Dixie cup that'll sit on top of his head that. Kind of it kind of tilts off to the side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's something about the, this that is just off in the picture. And again, we let's wait till we see it's the full just a render. Render. Yeah. But yeah, the 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 outer brim is a little taller than it should be, and they need rather than having it sit center on his head, it needs to be just a bit off to the side. Yeah, because Shipwreck is not a regulation kind of guy. Right. Yeah. Look but at that beard. I, I do love the fact that they, like with the Lady J figure, they've got Shipwreck with the hair and you swap it out and can put the hat on. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. Uh, and he's got this rope on him. Do you guys, I mean, this looks like sculpted rope. I presume it is. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Okay. Same thing with like the torpedo. Like, I guess they could have used real string or rope. That would have been annoying on but the spear gun. I think it's, yeah, I think it's probably just going to be a, a piece of plastic that's molded to look like it. Well, and you know what? You're right because you notice Polly is mounted on top mm -hmm. of the rope. So there are probably peg holes right up there. If you can see where it's tied up at the top, mm -hmm. I'm sure that's what that is. Uh, <laughs> looks great. I was not sure how good a traditional shipwreck could look in classified. And if you'll notice, he's the first one, I believe that has pant legs that go down over his shoes. Oh, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause he's wearing this, his bell bottoms, right? His regulations. Right. Um, but yeah, he looks awesome. He looks like shipwreck. Look at that look on his face. Looks a little, That's what, a little snarky. Yeah. Much like old man. Outback, I really like that they sculpted him to be a little more weathered. Yeah, he he looks he, like a man who's been at sea. I think the yeah. word you're looking for is he looks a little salty. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, so 
we got a look at the last two figures from Walmart's retro line. The Retro Crimson Guard and the Retro Snake Eyes. Now, I interestingly, I had initial reactions to these that completely flip-flopped for both of them once I had some time to think about it. Let's start with the Crimson Guard. Uh, the Retro Crimson Guard is a brighter red, and his red and his silver are both brighter than the mainline release. Uh, he has a silver mask, and he's got a red holster and a red backpack, which is one of the things we noted about the mainline Crimson Guard was the black backpack. So on, on first look, to me, this looked like a Crimson Guard that I liked more. How did you guys feel about this one? If the other Crimson Guard had not been announced first, which I know defeats the point of the retro collection, but this would have been the Crimson Guard that I would have ordered. But as it is, he's close enough to the first one, to the to the main classified release, but that color difference is going to make him stand out a little bit. So not good as an army builder per se. So I'm going to pass on him, but I love what they did with him. Well, but, but let's say you had the opportunity sitting right in front of you. You're in Walmart. There are 10 of the regular, there are 10 of this. Which one do you feel like you'd buy? I that's would grab two of these. Which, which by the way, that's never going to happen. <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> I would grab two of these. It 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 gave me a, the nostalgia plug that I or pull that I try to ignore. Yeah, yeah. But well, this one pops. It's just brighter. Yeah. yeah. Noel, what about you? I I mean I prefer this one. Um, for at least from what we've seen, um, I, the gun is perfect. The yes. I like the silver, the silver face mask, and yeah, the the silver and the and the red the i mean actual like crimson crimson red just really pop i i don't like i don't think i'll mind having um a couple of each on my shelf um you know just the idea that hey maybe this is just this is just a different rank this is the crimson guard officer with the metal face like the the the, the silver face plate, yeah you know you can lay it out however you want to but i think it'll i think they'll still look okay together even if they are slightly different shades of red so that my initial thought was, wow, I prefer this one. I hope I can get a couple of this one and I don't even need the regular one. But then I remembered that Lenny specifically said all of the crimson reds match. So okay. Tomax, the crimson bat and the mainline crimson guard Hasbro or Lenny made sure all of their reds were the same shade of red. And we talked about how difficult that is to do in a toy line. This red is not going to match the twins or the crimson bat, which granted, if you don't get the crimson bat, who cares? But it's not going to match the twins. And that's what put me off of this one. I don't even know if I want this one now. Wow. Because I'm so big into matching regiments or tag teams or Synergy. units or teams. Synergy. <laughs> 
So I don't even know if I want one of these now. But when you walk into Walmart and oh, yeah, you yeah. see three it, or four of them on the shelf, it, you're it, not walking out without the thing. In in this hypothetical fantasy <laughs> situation that's never going to happen, where I walk into Walmart and see these, I will buy them. Oh, we never know. I mean, uh, there were some of the Walmart retro collection was readily available for a while. That, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. We'll see. So retro snake eyes. My initial thought was, well, I don't need that. I've already got like 18 classified Snake Eyes figures. I with with the the other Snake Eyes and Timber two pack pre ordered because I'm a dum dum. <laughs> I certainly don't need another Snake Eyes. But then I saw this thing in person. Well, not in person, but I saw pictures of it, and it is Commando Snake Eyes. It's got new tooling for the head. It's got uh different tooling for the torso it looks like the 82 snake eyes figure it comes with the explosive satchel which this is the first time that's been offered in the classified series it's got the ribbed collar it's got the shoulder details this is the commando snake eyes that i think everybody that hates ninja snake eyes has been waiting for it looks great and now I have to have it. It's a very different figure from any of the other classified series Snake Eyes. And it comes with zero ninja stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is another one that I might, if I see it in the store, I will probably pick it up. I don't have to have it because again, I've got I've got one Snake Eyes. There's I passed on most of the others. Um but uh, but this one, yeah, it's having a having a separate commando snake eyes. It's very different from the one that I have. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, it it went from a complete pass to once I saw it, I was like, oh well, this this is a must have. It's funny. I when I saw it, I was like, I'm very happy with my alpha commando snake eyes. I don't need another snake eyes. the The only draw this one had was the explosive satchel. But after listening to you just now, I am I am literally sitting here shaking, going, "Ah, oh, man, aren't I the worst?" I, I hope this this theoretical Walmart exists somewhere here in Orlando. So well, that if we do find any of these in the wild, I feel like Snake Eyes is probably going to be one of them. Snake Eyes and Lady J. That's my call. Those two are going to be widely available. That poor Lady J figure. Yeah. Uh, All right. So we've got one more big item. And this certainly falls under the category of reveal. Because while there had been leaks, there had been rumors. We saw it here. Boxed up and ready to sell, by the way. (laughs) The Pulse Con exclusive Serpentor. Noel, wow. I feel like you have gotten to kick off less of these than Christian and I have. Why don't you tell us about this Serpentor? He's so pretty. <laughs> um, well, obviously, we have been expecting this, especially since seeing the the box art for Doctor Mindbender. Right, right. Um, we kind of thought we might get an air chariot um but just having that reveal and getting to see it looking like it does and and 
it on that air uh, as soon as i saw this i was like i will i will be the first in line when this thing goes <laughs> up so and, majestic and, yeah and i mean the figure is great uh i know you uh, you mentioned that it has so you can you can swap out the cow because you can make it look like the original 1980s figure or you can make it look more like the uh 25th anniversary figure which i can't stand that serpentor um <laughs> i had no problem with it when it came out but now looking at it compared to the original, I just don't like it. No, no, it just doesn't look, it doesn't have the oomph. No. Uh, but but the air chariot is the most perfect thing. Like, it, it's so well sculpted. It's uh, It's got all the details. I mean, like, almost identical as far as, like, the, the bottom part of the craft of the original one. I mean, it looks like it's just an upsized version of it. But they did such amazing uh, sculpting on the like the snake part of it, the cobra part of it on the front. The articulated jaw. Yeah, the, the jaws mm-hmm. articulated. They painted the the fangs. Um, it's got those like realistic looking beady little eyes. Um, well, and the guns with yeah. the the bullet uh, belts going into them. And it's not that that pearl gold color that the original one was right which i'm okay with because that kind of that that plastic tends to be a little more brittle over time yeah so uh it's just uh it's it's molded in more of like a like a golden golden yellow color well and also the the swirls and stuff like as much as i liked that when i was a kid you know now it's an inconsistency that i don't want in a modern product right uh the the only the okay so the figure itself all of the different textures are absolutely incredible looks like serpentor i love that they gave him basically like the predator claws mm-hmm. you know because on the original figure to me those little fangs that are on his arm like were weapons but on the original figure they're just these little nubs now he's got full-on like predator wolverine claw deal going on uh his cape has that scale tampo on it that looks beautiful. Um, I have one major problem with this figure. Oh, I do not like the fangs right in front of his eyes. Yeah, because he's going to end up being cross-eyed. Yeah, I was not. That. That's the one thing I didn't like either. Um, Just put him here, like the 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 original design with them on the outside of his eyes to me works better than than this well yeah and just in general the the snake head is so much more like close to his head whereas in the original figure you know there was there was some space in there there was some air in there and i thought that looked a lot more majestic but it i mean it still looks great Uh, yeah yeah the portrait underneath the mask uh i've i've since the rock has been acting the rock has been my choice to portray serpentor but he's already played roadblock i know it's a problem (laughs) uh but this face has that strength and sort of majesty to it i think they did a great job with the portrait uh i just this is phenomenal this is a great great piece it looks incredible the thing that I wanted to point out, because they had a fully packaged version, this thing is ready to go, which, by the way, it's going to be available during PulseCon, which is September 30th and October 1st. Uh, 
on the back of the package, there's an image of Serpentor cutting himself with a knife with blood pouring out of his arm on the back of a Hasbro product. I was very impressed by the graphic <laughs> quality of this image. Uh, but uh, yeah, this uh, ph- phenomenal. This thing looks great. Yeah. What, we, don't know what, we don't know what MSRP is going to be on it yet. My guess is $75. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's a that's that's a big vehicle. Yeah, I'm you know I hope that I'm wrong, but in the same way that I thought I was preparing myself for a high price on that Firefly jacket, I'm preparing myself for a high price <laughs> on Serpentor. Yeah, yeah, and say so, say so the same thing with like you know we don't know how what the trouble bubbles gonna look like, what how how it's gonna be scaled with the figure if we're looking because I'm thinking with the way they. We, we had 40 initially for Baroness and the coil. Uh, it was a little bit more than that with the breaker and the 43, Ram. 43 yeah. for the Ram. I think it's 40. Is it 45 for Duke? Yeah. Yeah. 45. I don't know. And so we're probably, I'm, I'm thinking the trouble level will probably be around 50 by 50. the time it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking 55 or 60, which, you know, well, I, I think that'll be fine. Yeah. But this one definitely looks like it's going to be bigger than, than the trouble bubble could possibly be. So, 75 is a lot, but uh, I will I will pay it because I got to have this thing as the centerpiece of the classified collection really at this point. So to wrap up the news segment, we have some non-San Diego Comic-Con, but something that is G.I. Joe adjacent that we have been following very closely, and that is, of course... The Operation Recall Kickstarter, which is is as of this recording, at two hundred and twenty one thousand dollars or two hundred twenty one thousand one hundred eighty eight dollars, six hundred and twenty six backers has eleven days remaining. Although uh, we'll have, I think, seven left when this episode airs. We have. Let me find the diagram on here. I know Carson posted uh, an easier way to tell how many figures were unlocked. Let's talk about a man and his turtle. Well, I can't find the diagram now. I'm getting there. Okay, right now... There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight figures unlocked of a potential 19. And that's including the newly announced uh, Midnight Ops Rotello, which is a repaint of Rotello. Rotello is kind of the figure, uh, it's the one that Carson designed, that this whole thing is, in a sense, based around. Uh, so there's a repaint of Rotello done in. We're not going to call it Night Force colors. Uh, Shh is unlocked, which is the ninja with the cybernetic leg. Uh, Bear Claw is unlocked. And there are new tiers. Because before, if you got four figures, you were unlocking the first wave but they have adjusted things now to where you have a pick four, pick six, and pick eight, which means you can pick 
any four unlocked figures, any six unlocked figures, or any eight unlocked figures. And to me, this is definitely uh this is the preferable option because I like to look at these designs, see everything that's been offered. And, you know, by the time we're actually doing the backer kit and picking out the figures that we want, I think we'll have a better idea of what some of these figures are going to look like. So in my opinion, having a, a pick four, pick six, pick eight, uh, and then of course the pick 10 was always available as the army builder option. I think it's a way to go. Being able to look at all the designs and determine which figures you want rather than being locked into the figures by waves. So looking at this, where are we now, where we are now with this many days left, how do you guys feel about this project? How hyped are you at this point for where we've gotten with Operation Recall, which is honestly pretty incredible because we're, we're taking these concepts from lifelong G.I. Joe fans and making them reality, which I think is what's so special about this campaign. Yeah, so this is, uh, as, as I've shared before, that was always my dream come true to have my, my ideas made by Hasbro. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I could do it now, <laughs> and I don't know if I could actually send anything I designed as a child to, to Hasbro and let them, uh, let them produce it for me, because I, I, I would just be embarrassed to have them see those designs. Um, but no, I mean, it's, it's, I love the fact that people are able to get their childhood dreams shared. There's definitely some of these uh, concepts that I, I'm really all in on. So I'll, I'll wait to see what level I'm going to wind up uh, backing it at. And of course we're, we are, this is live through August 7th, yeah. a week before the his tank ends yeah what yeah. what timing we've ended up with and hindsight right with all of the joe figures that had animals this kickstarter is giving us not just the possibility of of getting a carrier pigeon but a turtle I'm pretty stoked about the turtle. So exactly. I am like this this rounds out Animal Force Joe team in ways I never could have imagined. And I'm genuinely excited for it. Well, we've got a couple of different breeds of dogs that are possible. Uh Clanker and Tank, which is the the guy with the turtle. Mm -hmm. at $240,000 will be unlocked along with the Midnight Ops Rotello that we mentioned. And we're at 221,188 right now. So we are likely going to hit that 240,000 before this campaign is done. So we could very well have an O-ring scaled turtle warrior first aid figure in our collections at some point in the future. And it was also announced that they are funding development of all 16 wave one through four figures. They have so much confidence in this brand in operation recall that they're going ahead and spending the $72,000 that it's going to take for further develop uh, development of the first nice. 16 figures, of this line They're they're going ahead and investing in that. So, I mean, this is, it's already funded. 
200 it, it's it's already way past the $120,000 goal but they are going even further and saying look we're into this 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 is happening we believe in this project i mean it's funded it's done but they want to go so much further than just this initial kickstarter and i admire the heck out of that and if and if it's anything like what we're getting with the um uh with the book I mean, this is not going to disappoint. You're going to get right. you're going to get some incredible stuff when you get this thing in your hand finally. Uh, so anyway, everybody go check out Operation Recall on Kickstarter. It is you know we we've got Call Sign Longbow, we've got Hasbro's O Rings, we've got uh, O Rings are a thing now. You are going to want all of this stuff on your shelves. Uh, it's just another awesome thing to collect. And this is literally a spiritual continuation of the original GI Joe line. So uh, go check it out. See what you think. Get behind this. Get, get, get in early because you're, you're going to want to get in at some point. You guys, I think that's all the news we've got for this week. We are ready to wrap things up. I would like to mention that all of our music is by Andy Samford of electricminnowmusic.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast, on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. Christian, tell us where we can find those wonderful Legion Cub pictures. You can find me on Flickr.com and on Instagram under Legion Cub. Exciting toy photography right on your phone screen. And Noel, why don't you tell us a little bit about the finest? The finest, as I have mentioned many times is international uh, costuming club focused on the world of gi joe and we want you to uh submit your costume so go to our uh, our site thefinestcc.com and uh, check out our field guides uh put yourself together a cobra trooper or a crimson guardsman or uh, something maybe even a little less challenging than that but uh we want to we want to see your costumes and you can get some help on our on our forums on facebook too and uh maybe even uh you can be our next uh, finest member you know what i want to see i, I want to see some snakelings snakelings yes i want some snakelings and i don't I, I have a i don't know if the snakelings would be an uh, would be a significant enough character to get in but once you're in you can do all the snakelings you want so uh a significant enough character to get in. What kind of elitist organization are you part of, <laughs> Mr. Wood? They are an elitist organization that is fighting terrorists. That's right. Well, that's true. But is also comprised partly of terrorists. Oh, wait. It's true. <laughs> I have a funny feeling some of the finest might be at Dragon Con. That, that's true. There will be uh, there will be several folks there. We don't have any sort of official capacity at Dragon Con, but we we do participate in the parade, the costume uh, the costuming events. But it is all just part of the greater GI Joe, not as an official representation of the finest. Well, you guys, thank you so much for sitting down and once again talking about GI Joe. And as always, yo Joe. Oh.
You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.